0: VOLUME 2 CHAPTER 8 OF THE HEIDENMAUER OR THE BENEDICTINES A LEGEND OF THE RHINE BY JAMES FEDEMORE COOPER THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG READ BY JOEL Kendrick. THE HEIDENMAUER BY JAMES FEDEMORE COOPER VOLUME 2 CHAPTER 8 AVANT INCARNATE LUCIFER TIS HOLY GROUND a martyr's ashes now lie there which make it a shrine byron during the foregoing scene the benedictine already known to the reader as father Johann had awaited its issue with a species of lofty patience on the steps of the altar but in a character so exaggerated that there remained little that was purely natural even the forbearance of the monk partook of the forced and fervid qualities of his mind conventual discipline deep and involuntary respect for the prior and that very disdain which he felt for all gentle means of recalling a sinner to the fold kept him tolerably tranquil while Emic and his spiritual superior held their parley but there was a gleam of wild delight in his eye when he found of all that powerful and boasted fraternity that he alone remained to defend the altars The feeling of the moment in such a breast, notwithstanding the scene of tumult, that rather increased than diminished in the church, was that of triumph. He exulted in his own constancy, and he anticipated the effects which were to follow from his firmness with the self-complacency of a prurient confidence and with the settled conviction of an enthusiast. Emic took little heed of his presence during the first moments that succeeded the departure of the Prior there is a majesty and a quiet energy and truth and sound principles that happily form their constant buttresses without this wise provision of providence the world would be hopelessly abandoned to the machinations of those who consider all means lawful provided the ends tend to their own successes all near the abbey of limburg had felt the influence of these high qualities in father arnoff and it is more than probable that as in the case of the city of canaan had the community contained four of his spiritual peers the abbey would not have fallen the count in particular who like all that first break from mental servitude was so often troubled with strong doubts had long entertained a deep respect for this monk and it is not improbable that had the pious arnoff fully understood his own power by an earlier and more vigilant use of his means he might have found a way to avert the blow that had now alighted on lindbergh but the meekness and modesty of the prior were qualities as strongly marked as his more active virtues and the policy of limburg was not of a character to rely on either for its security there is good in that brother said emick to Burckhold, when his thoughtful eye again rose to face the young forester had he been mitred instead of bonifacius our rights might have still suffered few are more beloved than father Arnulf, herr count and none so deserve to be thou art of this mind how now master heinrich art in monkish meditation in thy stall or dost dispose of the lesson of the virtuous ulric more at thy ease in a seat where so much substantial carnal aliment hath been digested by godly benedictines come to the front like a stout soldier and give us the savour of thy good wisdom in this strait methinks our work is well nigh done lord emick answered heinrich complying with the request my faithful townsmen are not idle in the chapels and among the tombs and the sledge of yon smith dealeth with an angel and it were a bar of molten iron each stroke leaves a mark that no chisel will repair let the knaves amuse themselves every blow is quickened by the recollection of some hard penance thou seest that they placed the confessionals in a pile ready for the torch this is attacking the enemy in his citadel but heinrich is the excellent ulrich wont to come forth with thee in thy phrase against the church god's judgment were ermengarde of this humor we should have no hope of salvation in our castle you do my wife injustice, herr count ulrich was here to pray and not to encourage thou mightest have spared the explanation for truly such encouragement never did soldier need wert privy to the visit ha wert privy worthy burgomaster to speak you honestly herr emick i thought the woman otherwise bestowed by the magi in her bed nay at her prayers but in a different place but we do her too much honor noble emick to let the movements of a mere housewife occupy our thoughts in this busy moment nothing that touches thee is of like concern with thy friends good burgomaster answered the baron who pondered with instinctive uneasiness even in that moment of tumult on this visit of ulric to the benedictines at an hour so unusual Thou art well-wived, Herr Heinrich, and all that know thy consort do her honor. The Burgomaster was a man by far too well satisfied with his own superior merits to harbor jealousy. Self-complacency might have been at the bottom of his security, though it were scarce possible for one even much more addicted by nature to that tormenting passion to have lived so long in perfect familiarity with the pure mind of Ulric without feeling reverence for its principles and virtue the sentiments of the baron were very different for though in his heart equally convinced of the character of her to whom he alluded he could not altogether exclude the suspicions of a man of loose habits nor the uneasiness of one who had himself been discarded the answer of the husband however served to turn the discourse by giving the burgomaster an opportunity of placing himself in the most prominent relief a thousand thanks illustrious hare he said raising his cap the woman is not amiss though much troubled with infirmity on the score of altars and penances when we shall have fairly disposed of limburg another reign will commence among our wives and daughters and we can hope for more quiet sabbaths as to this grace of your present speech lord count i take it as it was no doubt meant to be a pledge of our lasting amity and close alliance thou talkest well quickly answered emick losing the passing feeling of distrust in the recollection of his present purpose no words of friendship are lost on a true and sworn supporter well heinrich is our affair finally achieved sapperment herr count if not finished it is in a fair way to be so quickly here remaineth a benedictine said Burckhold, drawing their attention to the monk who still maintained his post on the steps of the altar the bees do not relish quitting their hive while any of the hard earnings are left said the count laughing what wouldest thou father johann if thy careful mind hath had thought of the precious vessels make thy choice and depart the benedictine returned the laugh of the noble with a smile of deep but quiet exultation assemble thy followers rude baron he said call all within thy control to this sanctified spot for there yet remaineth a power to be overcome of which thou hast not taken heed at that moment when thou fanciest thyself most secure art thou nearest to disgrace and to destruction as the excited monk suited his words by a corresponding energy of emphasis and tone emic recoiled a step like one who distrusted a secret mine. The desperate character of Father Johann's enthusiasm was well known, and neither of the three listeners was without apprehension that the fraternity, aware of the invasion, had plotted some deep design of vengeance which this exaggerated brother had been disputed to execute. "'Ho! Without there!' cried the Count. "'Let a party descend quickly to the crypt, and look to the villainies of these pretended saints. "'Cousin of Weiderbach!' revealing in the eagerness of the moment the presence of this sworn soldier of the cross see thou to our safety for the rhodian warfare hath made thee familiar with these treacheries the call of the count which was uttered like a battle-cry stayed the hands of the destroyers some rushed to obey the order while most of the others gathered hastily into the choir it is certain that the presence of fellow sufferers diminishes the force of fear even though it may in truth increase the danger for such is the constitution of our minds that they willingly admit the influence of sympathy whether it be in pain or pleasure when emick found himself backed by so many of his band he thought less of the apprehended mine, and he turned to the question of the monk with more of the calmness that became his condition thou wouldst have the followers of hartenberg father he said ironically and thou seest how readily they come i would that all who have listened to schismatics all who refuse honor to the holy church all who deny rome and all that behave themselves on earth freed from the agency of heaven now stood before me answered the benedictine examining the group of heads that clustered among the stalls with the bright but steady eye of one engrossed with the consciousness of his force thou art in hundreds count linogen would it were god's pleasure that it had been in millions we are of sufficient strength for our object monk that remaineth to be seen now listen to a voice from above i speak to you unhallowed ministers of the will of this ambitious baron to you misguided and ignorant tools of a scheme that hath been plotted of evil and hath been brought forth from the prolific brain of the restless father of sin ye have come at the heels of your lord vainly rejoicing in a visible but impotent power impiously craving the profits of your unholy enterprise and forgetting god by the mass priest interrupted emich thou hast once already given us a sermon to-day and time presseth if thou hast an enemy to present bring him forth but we tire of these churchly offices thou hast had thy moment of wanton will abandon emic and now cometh the judgment seest thou this box of precious relics dost thou forget that limburg is rich in these holy remains and that their virtues are yet untried woe to him who scoffeth at their character and despiseth their power stay thy hand johann cried the count hastily when he saw that the monk was about to expose some of those well-known vestiges of morality to which the church of rome then as now attributed miraculous interventions this is no moment for fooleries callest thou this sacred office by so profane a name abide the issue foul-mouthed disperser of the holy authority and triumph if thou canst the count was much disturbed For his reason had far less influence now in supporting him than his ambition the party in the rear too began to waver for opinion was not then sufficiently confirmed to render the mass indifferent to such an exposure of clerical power whatever may be the difference that exists between christian sects concerning the validity of modern miracles all will allow that when trained in the belief of their reality the mind is less prepared to resist their influence assailed since it is placing the impotency of man in direct and obvious collision with the power of the deity before such an exhibition of force nature offers no means of resistance and the mysterious and unseen agency by which the wonder is produced enlists in its interest both the imagination and that innate dread of omnipotence which all possess twere well this matter went no farther said emick uneasily whispering his principal agents nay my lord count answered burkhold calmly it may be good to know the right of the matter if we are not on heaven's side in this affair let it be shown in our own behalf and if the benedictines are no better than pretenders our consciences will be all the easier thou art presuming boy none know the end of this herr heinrich thou art silent what would you have noble emick of a poor burgomaster i will own i think it were more for the advantage of durkheim that the matter went no farther thou hearest the benedictine said the count laying the point of his sheathed sword on the richly chased and much reverenced box that the monk had already unlocked this must stop here take away the weapon emic of linogen said father johann with dignity the count obeyed though he scarce knew why this is a fearful instant for the unbeliever continued the monk the moment is near when our altars shall be avenged nay recoil not bold baron remain to the end ye dissolute and forsaken followers of the wicked for in vain ye hope to flee the judgment there was so much of the tranquil enthusiasm in the air and faith of father johann that spite of a general wish to be at a distance from the relics curiosity and the inherent principle of religious awe held each man spellbound though every heart beat quicker as the monk proceeded calmly and with a reverential mien to expose the bones of saints the remnants of mantles the reputed nails of the true cross and morsels of its wood with divers of similar memorials of holy events and of sainted martyrs not a foot had power to retire when all were laid in the solemn silence on the bright and glowing shrine father johann crossing himself again turned to the crowd what may be heaven's purpose in this strait i know not he said but withered be the hand and for ever accursed the soul of him who dareth violence to these holy vestiges of christian faith uttering these ominous words the benedictine faced the crucifix and kneeled in silent prayer the minute that followed was one of fearful portent to the cause of the invaders i sought eye in doubt and one regarded the fretted vault another gazed intently at the speaking image of maria as if each expected some miraculous manifestation of divine displeasure The issue would have been doubtful had not the cherry-wood trumpet of the cowherd again sounded most opportunely in his master's behalf the wily knave blew a well-known and popular imitation of the beasts of his herd among the arches of the chapel striking at the effect of what had just passed by the interposition of a familiar and vulgar idea the influence of the ludicrous at moments when the passions vacillate or the reason totters is too well known to need elucidation it is another of those caprices of humanity that baffle theories proving how very far we are removed from being the exclusively reasoning animal we are fond to thinking the species the expedient of the ready-witted Gottlob produced its full effect the most ignorant of the castle followers those even whose dull minds had been on the verge of an abject deference to supposition took courage at the daring of the cowherd and as the least founded in any belief are commonly the most vociferous in its support this portion of the band echoed the interruption from fifty hoarse throats emick felt like a man reprieved for under the double influence of his own distrust the wavering of his followers the count for a moment had fancied his long meditated destruction of the community of limburg in great danger of being frustrated encouraged by each other's cries the invaders returned to their work laughing at their own alarm the chairs and confessionals had been already heaped in the great aisle and a brand was thrown into the pile fire was applied to the church wherever there was food for the element and some of the artisans of durkheim better instructed than their looser associates found the means to light the conflagration in such parts of the roofs and the other superior stories as would ensure the destruction of the pile in the meantime all the exterior edifices had been burning and the whole hill to the eye of him who dwelt in the valley beneath presented volumes of red flame or of lurid smoke during the progress of this scene emick paced the choir partly exulting in his success and partly doubting of its personal fruits over the temporal consequences he had well pondered but the motionless attitude of father johann the presence of the long reverenced relics and the denunciations of the church still had their terrors for one whose mind had few well-grounded resources to sustain it The presence of the long-reverenced relics and the denunciations of the church still had their terrors for one whose mind had few well-grounded resources to sustain it. From this state of uneasiness he was aroused by the noise of the sledge at work in the crypt, followed by Heinrich and Burkhold, the count hastened to descend to this place, which, it will be remembered, contained the tombs and the chapel of his race." here as above all was in bright light and all was in confusion most of the princely and noble tombs had already undergone mutilation and no chapel had been respected before that of Hartenberg. however albrecht of weiderbach stood with folded arms and a thoughtful eye the cloak which during the commencement of the attack had served to conceal his person was now neglected and he seemed to forget the prudence of disguise in deep contemplation we have at length got to the monuments of our fathers cousin said the count joining him to their very bones noble emic the worthy knights have long slept in evil company there shall be further rest for them in the chapel of Hartenburg. i hope it may be found herr Graf, that this adventure is lawful how dost thou doubt with the work so near accomplished by the mass a soldier of rhodes might better be fighting your turban infidel than waking the nobles of his own house from so long asleep at so short a summons thou canst retire into my hold herr albrecht if thy arm is wearied said Emic coldly not a malediction can reach thee there that would be poor requital for a free hospitality cousin the traveling knight is the ally of the last friend even though there be some wrong to general duties but we cavaliers of the island well know that a retreat to be honorable must be orderly and not out of season i am with thee emic for the hour and so no more parley this was the image of the good bishop of our line he had some such reverend office i do believe but speak of him as thou wilt none can say he was a benedictine it had been better cousin, since this church is to be sacked that our predecessors had found other consecrated ground for their dust well we sworn soldiers pass uneven lives it is now some twelve months or so that like a loyal and professed rhodian i stood to my knees in water making good a trench against your believer in horis and your unbeliever in christ and now forsooth i am here as a spectator none call me more with honesty while a christian altar is overturned and a brotherhood of shaven monks are sent adrift upon earth like so many disbanded mercenaries by the three kings my cousin thou makest a fit comparison for like disbanded mercenaries have they gone forth to prey upon society in a new shape spare the angel of my grandfather good smith cried emick interrupting himself if there be any virtue in the image tis for the benefit of our house dietrich stayed his uplifted arm and directed the intended blow at another object the marble flew in vast fragments at each collision with his sledge and the leaders of the party soon found it necessary to retire to avoid the random efforts of the heated crowd there no longer remained a doubt of the fate of these long-known and much celebrated conventual buildings tomb fell after tomb monuments were defaced altars were overturned chapels sacked and every object that was in the least likely to resist the action of fire received such indelible injuries as rendered its restoration difficult or impossible during the continuance of their efforts the conflagration had advanced as the fierce element that had been called in to assist the destroyers is known to do its work most of the dormitories kitchens and outer buildings were consumed so far as the materials allowed and it became apparent that the great church and its dependencies would soon be untenable. Emick and his companions were still in the crypt when a cry reached them, admonishing all within hearing to retreat, lest they become victims to the flames. Burkhold and the smith drove before them the crowd before the crypt, and there was a general rush to gain the outer door. When the interior of the church was clear, the count and his followers paused in the court, contemplating the scene with curious eyes like men satisfied with their work. No sooner was the common attention directed back towards the spot from whence they had just escaped than a general cry that partook equally of wonder and horror broke from the crowd. As the doors were thrown wide and every cranny of the building was illuminated by the fierce light of the flames that were raging in the roofs, the choir was nearly as visible to those without as if it stood exposed to the rays of noonday sun. Father Johann was still kneeling before the altar in obedience to the commands of emic the sacred shrine had been stripped of its precious vessels but none had presumed to touch a relic on these long venerated memorials the benedictine kept his eyes riveted in the firm conviction that sooner or later the power of god would be made manifest in defence of his violated temple the monk the monk exclaimed fifty eager voices i would fain save the fanatic said emic with great and generous concern he may listen to one who beareth this holy emblem cried the knight of rhodes releasing his cross from the doublet in which it had been concealed will any come with me to the rescue of this mad benedictine there was as much of repentant atonement in the offer of albrecht of weiderbach as there was of humanity but the impulse which led young burkhold forward was purely generous notwithstanding the imminent peril of the attempt they darted together into the building and passed swiftly up the choir the heat was getting to be oppressive though the great height of the ceiling still rendered it tolerable they approached the altar advising the monk of his danger by their cries do ye come to be witnesses of heaven's power? demanded Father Johann, smiling with the calm of an inveterate enthusiast. Or do ye come sore stricken penitents that ye have done this deed away, good father? Hurriedly answered Burkhold. Heaven is against the community tonight. In another minute, yon fiery roof will fall. Hearest thou, blasphemer, Lord? Is it thy holy will that? Listen to a sworn soldier of the cross, interrupted Albrecht, showing his Rhodian emblem. We are of one faith, and we will now depart together for another trial. Away, false servant, and thou abandoned boy! See ye these sainted relics? At a signal from the knight, Burkhold seized the monk by one side, while Albrecht did the same thing on the other, and he was yet speaking as they bore him down the choir. But they struggled with one that a long-encouraged and morbid view of life had rendered mad. Before they reached the great aisle, the fanatic had liberated himself, and while his captors were recovering breath, he was again at the foot of the altar. Instead of kneeling, however, Father Johann now seized the most venerated of the relics, which he held on high, audibly imploring heaven to hasten the manifestation of its majesty. "'He is doomed,' said Albrecht of Weiderbach, retiring from the church." as the knight of Rhodes rushed through the great door a massive brand fell from the ceiling upon the pavement scattering its coals like so many twinkling stars burkhold burkhold was shouted from a hundred throats come forth rash boy cried emick with a voice in which agony was blended with the roar of the conflagration burkhold seemed spellbound he gazed wistfully at the monk and darted back again towards the altar an awful crashing above which resembled the settling of a mountain of snow about to descend and an avalanche grated on the ear the very men who so short a time before had come upon the hill ready and prepared to slay now uttered groans of horror at witnessing the jeopardy of their fellow-creatures for whatever we may be in moments of excitement there are latent sympathies in human nature which too much use may deaden but which nothing but death can finally extinguish come forth young burkhold come forth my gallant forester shouted the voice of the count above the clamor of the crowd as if rallying his followers with a battle-cry he will die with the wretched monk the youth is mad burkhold was struggling with the benedictine though none knew what passed between them There was another crash and the whole pavement began to glow with fallen brands then came a breaking of rafters and a scattering of fire that denoted the end the interior of the chapel resembled the burning showers which usually closes a roman girondola and the earth shook with the fall of the massive structure there are horrors on which few human eyes can bear to dwell at this moment nearly every hand veiled a face and every head was averted but the movement lasted only an instant when the interior was again seen it appeared a fiery furnace the altar still stood however and johann miraculously kept his post on its steps burckhold had disappeared the gesticulations of the benedictine were wilder than ever and his countenance was that of a man whose reason had hopelessly departed he kept his feet only for a moment but withering fell after which his body was seen to curl like a green twig that is seared by the flames End of Volume 2, Chapter 8. Read by Joel Kendrick.